No, you know, I have not heard a word that long. <laughs> <laughs> This Justin. Oh. Not super in, but... That's my name. J- this Justin. Yeah, me. This Justin... Me, Justin. Wants me to tell him things. Me, Justin. Me, Justin, you shit. You toss it. Uh, on January 1st of this year, our Lord and Savior's time, <laughs> 2019, is that a thing? What do you say? This year of our Lord? Uh, the- that is the proper thing, but <laughs> I found it funny because I don't think of you as a very religious person. <laughs> That's valid. Uh but uh, in Illinois, where we live, Illinois, Ele- Illinois, I'm Illinois, Illinois, E L L E N O I, Illinois. Um, you are now allowed to wear blaze pink as a hunter instead of just blaze orange. So you can wear your hot pink hunting clothes. Wouldn't they have like pink camo stuff like that? Yeah, but it wasn't like... legal to wear for hunting. Really? That's all just fashion. Justin. That is. That's. That's don't you know fashion? Not you... not whenever it comes to camo. So explain <laughs> to me like what's the point of it? just women were like we like that our men hunt and do stuff too and we like to hunt with them sometimes so we want to have some pink camo. Yeah, I yeah. Does it have any I think benefit? You hit the nail to it? on the head there. No. Uh, I mean the, it's camo. All it is is like essentially don't shoot me. I'm a person because I wear hot pink. Yeah. So. I do we'll, we'll just say this is like white tail deer season. Do <laughs> is do it, our deer is, is white tail deer season different than just regular deer season? Well, I'm just saying here's white tail deer because we're in southern Illinois. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. You're uh, just oddly speci- specific. <laughs> I'm being specific about where we're at. Gray squirrel season. Uh, yeah, in gray squirrel season. Uh, I'm just talking about for like deer hunting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, do, do they see in color, or are they see in black and white only? Deer, I have no idea. I didn't know, uh, but I think they're colorblind. Okay, I was just kind of curious about it because I didn't but know. Humans that. aren't typically, typically, which is can. why you wear blaze orange or now right. blaze pink. Which again, that's what I was making sure of because I didn't know how that like worked. I was just like, wouldn't you? Whenever you have like the yellow or the the orange stuff that you're supposed to wear as like a safety mm-hmm. precautionary, if there's other people hunting in the area that you're at, then I mean, would that not be like a giant orange flag kind of a thing to an animal if mm-hmm. they could be able to see it? I was just curious. I was like, can they really see color or how does that work? No, and um, so that. Is the the whole like all of the money and time that's spent to make like real tree and everything? Mm-hmm. It's really more the lines than it is anything. It's like yeah, like the actual pattern and like the standard like your like color. Camera, yeah, the actual camouflage itself, not the color. You could camera. do a black and white version of it, yeah. and nobody would the animal wouldn't care. But mm-hmm. we gotta make it look good, Justin. Well, it wouldn't have to like certain shades of it would have to be matching with whatever your environment is. That's the, I mean, the whole point of like the brown and the greens and stuff like that. Yeah. Would match the background of everything else that you're in. So it kind of makes you blend in. Yeah. So I would say like if they had too much white and something that was like, you know, like a full on, unless you were like hunting in There's too much white Arctic, you know, something like that kind of uh-huh. a thing, then you would need that. I would understand. Absolutely. Welcome to episode 29. Is that what it is? Episode 29. Ooh. I don't know what that means, but... Um, uh, it's just 29. We are... Uh, we're talking about things that we've done. Yeah. That's what we do. That's what we do on personal episodes. Why don't you tell me what you have done? Me have done a <laughs> you lot. Are, you're Neanderthalish <laughs> this week. Me, Neanderthal. Uh, me like things. So, I smashed my finger. How does that make you feel? 
Uh, bad. Uh, this was at work. <laughs> Make me feel so bad. So we've got the little walkie tugger things that we have to ride around on that we... You're going to have to be a little more specific because a walkie tugger thing. So it's like an electric... Uh... Are you mall competent? No, it's 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 like an electric, not scooter, but it's kind of hard to like an electric fork truck type of thing. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't have a fork. The back of it has a hitch pin. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be able to hitch onto like the big cassette things that we haul around that we put our materials into that like roll up. Um, so I was getting on my walkie at work and as I was getting on, I grabbed a hold of the hitch pin and the hitch pin where I guess it was welded in the middle section where it lifts up at, it just broke off. So my hand went down against the back of the metal walkie and then the pipe was like the hitch pin was on top of it. So it was just like crushing my hand with a fucking lead pipe. Awesome. So that smashed my finger. Mm -hmm. Um, that fucking sucked. I went to, uh, to the nurse's office and everything. Uh, what they uh, say they give you a band-aid no she she gave me ice and stuff so they wanted to double check to make sure it wasn't actually like broke which which it's not i think it was just crushed but how how, uh funny would have been if you would have smashed it playing super smash brothers oh that would have been ironic Uh aha so my thing was uh they should have and something that they're supposed to do is every time they're supposed to make you pee in a cup any incident happens, they always want to do it as a precautionary method yeah. for themselves, just to make sure that nothing stupid's going on. That they so you weren't like you were coherent when this happened, and you weren't like high yes, as a kite kind of a thing. And they didn't make me do it, so I don't know if the lady just kind of trusted me. Was like, this guy doesn't seem like he's high, or <laughs> it, whatever. Which I was like, fucking blazed out of my mind. No. Uh, but no, I just thought it was weird that they didn't make me do that. But yeah, she just gave me an ice pack, let me sit in there for like 15, 20 minutes, gave me some ibuprofen, help for the swelling. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, it looked fine. Like it looked like it was just swelling up mm-hmm. a little bit. But then as the night progressed and as the next day came on, it started hurting a little bit worse. Um, the swelling became way more prevalent to where the next day it was like so small, like at least three times bigger than this finger is now. Nice. Like so swollen that it had like so much blood and shit in it that it was shiny. Yeah. Like it, cause it was like fat and it was just like, I can't stay in here much longer. Um, you know, but, like your lady finger could have used it for some new like pleasure techniques. I, I thought about that. <laughs> um, I didn't do it. No. I used it on my butt though. Um, <laughs> and that worked out great. Uh, Couple of other personal things. Yeah. Uh, GGB's back. I heard. Yeah. So we are on everything now, which is another exciting thing for us. Spotify has opened up to where it is not having to be paid to put your shit on there anymore. Oh, cool. It's like iTunes is to where you just give them your RSS. They spend like 24 hours assessing everything. They even put your whole back catalog and everything on nice. there and give you your own page and stuff. So becoming an artist on Spotify is a thing. So by the time. This episode comes out, I'm assuming anyway, we should have uh, a Spotify account, like cool. us on Spotify as well. So we will literally be available everywhere at that awesome. point. Um, so Google Podcast is the, only, is the only... I mean, we're already on there. Really? Does yeah. it show up on there? Yep. I uh, That one always seems weird, like it's real spotty. So, uh, I think they did. They just whenever it launched, it had a lot of weird bugs that it needed to fix out, which was disappointing because I was Google, really right. Yeah, which I I was really looking forward to it being like a big hub that I would use, and mm-hmm. I tried it for a little bit, and I was just like, I'm just gonna go oh, back to Podcast Addict. It's way better. Yeah. So that's what I still use to this day. You use um, Podcast Addict? Yep. Like me? Yep. Me and you? Uh, oh, I did use. Uh, I think it was like Podcast Beyond or 
something like that. I try out the other ones every once in a while. Yeah, I did, but and I ended up. You told me about Podcast Attic, and I liked it way more. So, and I just found it not just user friendly, but like the way that it archives things and yeah. has it listed. I have mine set up where it's like anything that's new, it goes from like new to old. Like mm-hmm. on the list, and I like that because the other ones you basically just have to sift through because it only does it like in alphabetical order or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's way um, more user friendly, and you can yeah. customize it a lot more. Yeah, um, I figured out the word for it. I didn't realize it. I was listening to a podcast and they called a podcatcher, and um, I was like, "Why haven't we ever used that word?" Because I didn't really know that that was a, the word for it. But cool, podcatcher. Um, but yeah, so uh, GGB's back. We've done two episodes now. Uploads are on Wednesdays. It's weekly, so we do record every Monday nights now. Um, and then we have the episodes up to, uh, uploaded and edited and stuff by the time it hits Wednesday. So uh, every Wednesday we'll have a, a new GGB to listen to if you guys want to go check that out. Uh, that stands for Geek Grab Bag Podcast. It's uh, me and, at a maximum, four other people. Oh, wow. Uh, me and Dallas are usually always on there because we're like the main co-hosts of the show. Um, but we always have uh, Keith, Jordan, mm-hmm. and Greg. Um, this last time that we did on Monday, it was actually all five of us there. So nice. it was cool. Uh, I hadn't actually got to do a podcast or even play games with Greg in a long, long time because yeah. so busy. So it was cool actually getting just to basically hang out with my friends and see him like face-to-face. We started using uh, Discord instead of Skype to do it because for whatever reason... I don't know why why it is, but whenever you record using Skype, which I was going to talk to you about if we did the uh, the thing we were talking about mm-hmm. doing with Kingdom Hearts, yeah. Um, if we use Discord, it seems like the audio quality, even if I'm recording, you know, just the media only and stuff, it sounds like you're actually like here in the room with me. That's a little better. Yeah, quality. it's way better quality. Cool. Like for like for whatever reason, whenever you talk on Skype, if me and you talk at the same time, mm-hmm. Skype itself balances out the audio mm-hmm. and it doesn't really it's not very copacetic whenever you're trying to edit down something so it does its own like self-balancing thing to where it takes the audio and it basically dials everything down and trials to level it out yeah it doesn't let you talk at the same time it's this one a, does let you talk at the same time and it keeps the levels where they should be it's got an automatic sound gate and that's yeah. what it sounds like so it's like you know, anytime we used to record GGB on, on Skype, it would always be like, Dallas is the one who's recording it primarily at his house. Mm-hmm. He's doing all this stuff. All the rest of us are on Skype in a Skype call. So whenever he's recording, his voice is always going to be overpowering and talking because it's louder sure. and he's local. But whenever it comes to everybody else, you hear like me and Keith and we might start talking at the same time or talking back and forth even just about something. And it has that sound gate where it just balances it down and it makes it way quieter than it should be. So Discord doesn't do that cool. so much. And it was way better as far as audio quality goes too so probably start using that and super easy to use right on um but maybe excited that ggb's back it's it's been like almost uh i think nine months since we actually recorded an episode period for those Um, of you who don't know greg part of the ggb podcast is the guy who you hear at the end of the our episode saying this has been an ifnc podcast yes that's uh that's greg yeah that's greg um but he's on he's on that one with me, and, uh, and he doesn't sound like that on a regular basis. He does not. He that's his. Uh, we usually call it the epic world voice ah. because he used to do at like work whenever we worked at Verizon all mm-hmm. the time. He used to do in an epic world, two men, <laughs> one podcast. You know, he'll just do stupid yeah. shit like that. Um, so yeah, that was whenever we I decided to come up with that thing. I asked him to do the epic world voice for that for us yeah. to have for our ends of our episodes. Um, so. Does this change the way that you deliver news to the IFNZ podcast? Um, no, because 
whenever I bring news topics to them, we usually only because we 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 get kind of heavy handed whenever it comes to something that is we we will talk about on there, and it kind of especially with five people, mm-hmm. it kind of drags out a little bit longer. So each of us usually only bring like maybe two topics on there. I gotcha. Um, the reason why I said on last episode that we talked about that on GGB before was you know with a couple of the topics was just because there there was some stuff that will get mentioned and big crossover news, yeah. and stuff yeah especially with like some of the trailers and everything that's on there We're both cross like the um, media platforms a lot yeah, yeah but that's that's like i didn't bring some of that some of that stuff was just dallas typed in he was the one that brought that sure, I, absolutely. I tried to do what i can to pick what i would consider probably some of the like medium grade topics that i might talk about on our show Mm -hmm. but i don't try to give everything that's like heavy-handed because i want our episode to have plenty of news and everything that's on it too so they usually are a couple hours so yeah yeah definitely so (laughs) it's just it's a it's it probably will have some kind of a crossover of news topics and stuff but it's different opinions yeah it is always different opinions it also is uh I feel like that one, ours is becoming more game-centric anymore, too, especially now that you're getting on board with actually playing I'm a playing pro gamer. Games. I'm, you're, I'm you're, professional. You're a, you're a professional gamer. I got a Twitch page. You got a Twitch page? And I... I Twitch.tv uh, at Shad Schubert. I got but the, uh, the uh, subscribers, and they, they give me uh, they give me coins. Yeah. What uh, kind of coins do they give Tip coins. You? They give you tip coins. Yeah. <laughs> is this, uh, you're on Chatterbait, too. <laughs> is that what you're doing? I don't know. Um... I know what Chatterbait is. I've never been on there, but you chat and masturbate. Mm-hmm. Um, Not you. You watch somebody do it. Masturbate? Yeah, that's the thing. Or whatever. There's other stuff than that, too. Mm. What do you get on Twitch? You get a coin. Uh, they have bits. Bitcoins. No, just bits. No coins. Oh, just no bits. coins. Just bits. Yep. Coins. I call them biddies. Biddies? Mm-hmm. Biddies for titties. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's cool. I'm glad that the, the the GGB podcast is alive and well. Yeah, we. Did I wish it. you guys took a break longer so that we could have caught up on episode numbers. That's, that's what I said to Mandy. <laughs> I was just like, it would have been a little bit longer. We would have been almost exactly like matched where it was at. So now we're just going to be indefinitely behind a smidge unless we just don't record for some reason. Um, but I don't. I don't see it happening no. for anything. But that's uh, cool. no, that was cool. That, that's that's uh, that started back up. Um, it's technically, I guess, quote unquote, season two of it. Um, we tried doing it like May of last mm-hmm. year, starting it up again. It was and it short. just didn't happen. No, it didn't even. We did one episode, and that was it. It was short. Yeah, it was very short. <laughs> it was a pilot, and that was done. <laughs> Uh, so we re- basically restarted the whole thing. Not they call that one point five. This is yes. This, that was this, 1.5. this is season this is real two. two. Yes, yeah. this is real two. This was that was just like a little thing of what happened in between <laughs> seasons. Um, but no, now it's basically officially season two. Um, last couple things, uh, personal wise, uh, I wanted to mention. We we talked about you last episode. You you got your shadshubert.com. Mm-hmm. Are you still interested in doing IFNZ? Uh, yeah. Just a website. I'm trying to think of, because this is something that I've been wanting to do, but I want to make sure that it's going to be different enough. Yeah. You know, bringing out content-wise. Obviously, we can post our episodes and stuff on there. Yeah. There's a little miniature min- brainstorm session in the middle of let's, the podcast. Let's brainstorm it out. If you guys have ideas for it, to, to feel free to message us about it um, on Twitter and stuff, so that way we can kind of talk about it. But, um, so... As the podcast episodes stand, we'll just put those on there for sure. sure. But I mean, like article wise, how would we go about doing this to try and make it different from what you got? 
Um, well, I guess it depends on what we want to achieve. You know, do we want to be a news hub of things that already exist and just sharing things that didn't quite meet the, uh, the cut of what we talked about? And, you know, is it... Well, sure. What do, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, you know, what do our listeners want to hear more of us? You know, is a, is a two and a half hour long episode about news too long? And would they rather have no. an, <laughs> would they rather have like an hour hour and fifteen minute episode about news and it's just our favorite newses yeah and, and then, then bring we, the runner up news to the site to kind the of site thing. instead yeah. and in either sense. short articles or uh, just you know just posting those reposting those articles not as our own but just to say hey we really like these things we become a news hub for different pieces of media that are out there uh, that could be a cool thing to do that's not something that the shadschubert.com is going to be doing sure um so you know we could we could make it that that's also could be said that that's what you could do with social media and you don't need a website necessarily for that yeah. is that yeah as well you could just use that to share hey here's some episodes some uh some news articles that we liked that we didn't quite uh hit up on the episode um other thing. Hit us up on Twitter and let us know, though. I mean, this yeah. would be something that would be better for public opinion as well. If you guys think that you would really like enjoying going to like a separate website, um, obviously it would have a mobile version of mm -hmm. it too that you'd be able to explore a little bit easier. But you know, going to like an Just a hub ifnz.podcast or an ifnzpodcast.com type mm -hmm. of a thing, um, and then, you can get all of your media news from there. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a a place for that. Um, that way, you guys can just access that if that sounds like something that you think you'd be interested in or just as an like an alternative to being able to check out some news that we would not be able to present but we'll present it to you in that medium mm -hmm. well, let us know because i mean if you think it's just like just say that stuff on twitter instead because it'll be easier just for us to scroll through our twitter feed then mm -hmm. we can start doing that too and just start posting more socially as well we can be socially awkward socially adept uh human beings uh, the last I don't want to be that. The last thing I was going to say, personal-wise, was uh, I wanted to mention that the idea for uh, the bonus pods that we'll be having to come out. Mm -hmm. um, so some of the... I, I presented Shad with this idea, I think, last week. Um, and I've already got one definite going through. You're presenting me. Yes, I presented, presented to me. to you. Uh, so as a butthole. future bonus <laughs> podcast episodes... <laughs> Uh, we're going to start doing some kind of like interviews, whether it be mm -hmm. uh, if we're both able to be here, that's awesome. If not, then we'll try and just get something centered around where I can record it. Or if it's something that Shad can do with somebody, then we'll just have Shad record it and upload it that way um, to do more of like a one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. thing. But we're, we're, I would rather all of us be a part of it, you know, me and you and whoever. We'll call it a one-on-one-on-one. So -on -one -on -one. A one-on-one-on-one -on -one -on -one, uh, bonus pod interview. Um, just... we. My idea was to bring it with p things that are centered around all of the topics that we talk about. Yeah. You know, comics, gaming, um, books, TV, movie, any, anything that's kind of centered around that. Um, if it goes into something where we are able to start interviewing people on like a larger scale that's kind of correlated with topics that we're, mm -hmm. we're always had harp on, then that's awesome. But I kind of wanted to start as a more localized scale. Um, the first interview that we're going to do will probably be sometime next month, um, and it's going to be with uh, Matt Jackson. My buddy from the UGC, um, I just wanted to have a sit down with him. We'll interview him about the UGC in general, kind of how it got started, um, where it's at now, just competitive gaming in general. Because I feel like that's something like you really don't know a ton about, like actual the mm -hmm. actual competitive gaming circuit. Yeah. So maybe it's just something that it'd be better for you to ask him a lot of questions, just to kind of gain more insight in that sense. Definitely. Um, 
that you know if, if you don't know anything more or less about that and then just kind of talk about where it's going from there and just kind of get an idea from him as an owner of questions something like, that's what does the room smell like yes you know hard-hitting questions like what does the room smell like where do they go to the bathroom and when yes uh, like okay. is it in between is it during games yeah do, do they, they have just a, put the controller down and leave do they have a, a camel back for their they, drinks do they have a camel back for they just put a, a, a catheter in, in there. a catheter inside there in in their urethra and just pee in that while they're in mine's the game sore ball. i peed so hard do they poop sock before <laughs> before we recorded i peed three times in one sitting yeah and i didn't even sit but you think that if you had a catheter you'd have been all set you'd just been peeing the whole time we're just sitting here talking yeah what was like a drain yeah essentially mm. i mean that's what it is let's just put a hole in your floor yeah i thought about doing that at one point in time yeah. but then you'd be able to find the bodies um <laughs> but that's something that we were we're kind of branching out and doing and just kind of uh doing well i said uh some like local comic book shop owners yeah. would be kind of cool to have on uh skype them in or something um another idea i had was for uh one of the guys from like maybe the cape comic-con if they mm-hmm. might be interested talk to them um, just about the con culture in general, how that one's grown so much over mm-hmm. these years. Because we've been to like pretty much almost every one except for one or two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, since it's been around. So, um, and then just kind of branching out from there. Um, we know people. We do. We do know people, and it would be cool to know more people. And we want to get to know more people. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's that's something I just wanted to present to to you guys too that we've been thinking about doing. Mm-hmm. Do you? Uh, what What have you been up to, buddy? Oh. Um stuff no oh, cool and things uh so the website's going well i'm learning the, the like the wordpress website maker a little mm-hmm. bit more uh trying to figure out what i can and can't do um that's been kind of a challenge i've been writing some uh have you hacked it yet no I have don't you know. hacked into the mainframe <laughs> no i don't even know i don't even know where to start with hacking um i will tell you that the center of that octopus is peach flavored Okay. I don't know what the legs are. If you can guess, you win a prize. Looks like cape. Great. We are uh, we're snacking on the trolley sour bright all star mix uh, during this episode, which is a combination of the sloth gummy worm llama octopus and tiny hand gummies. Mm-hmm. Um, the tiny hands being from the Deadpool two, mm-hmm. I guess promo. I don't remember him losing his hands. Lost his legs in that one. Yeah, but why is the hand? Why are the hands? The tiny? hand was in the first Deadpool. Maybe it's first Deadpool then that mm-hmm. they're doing that from. Maybe they tried to do the legs and it was a little weird. Maybe. Maybe they're like I don't know. Maybe the shape of a leg made it look like a penis. <laughs> it might have been. Like you were just eating gummy dicks. It's a cleft dick. Mm, cleft gummy dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so really, just kind of been focused on what uh, we're gonna do to promote the uh, the Shad Schubert side of things and. Uh, I've been writing a couple articles that are going to be coming out or have come out already. Um, just kind of learning the blog side of things a mm-hmm. little bit more. Uh, that's been interesting. Um, and then we are finishing up a couple of our, our kind of January full of shows. Uh, we played at Pookie's a couple weeks ago, and that was fun. Mm-hmm. That was a, a good time. Uh, it was at a, a like a bocce ball kind of place slash bar slash restaurant. Uh, food was good. I uh, had some appetizers while I was there. Uh, but Pookie's and Marion, shout out to them. They were good people to us. And uh, hopefully we get to go back there. Is uh, it bocce ball? Bocce ball. Mm-hmm. Bo- what is bocce ball? What is bocce ball? Exactly. I mean, I don't, I don't really um, think I know, I guess. So there's like there's a, a, a little tiny white ball called a palomino or palomarin or... 
it's a P word, uh, that you throw out and Polino, and then you have to toss the other balls and the closest you have like red or green. This is in the venue or is this outside? In the venue. Oh. Uh, like one team has red, one team has green, and you roll the balls and whoever can get closer to the white ball wins that round. And so you play back and forth. Um, there's more rules to that. So that's the that's the simplified version. But you typically play um, in like a in like a sand or a, even a brick. I think is even the traditional way is like a crushed brick um, that you roll it around. Roll Talk it about out. What maybe what that yeah. is? Yeah, yeah. And so uh, yeah, they've got this whole bocce ball court in there, um, and then it's that's a awesome. bar. So Me, the Italians, isn't it? I guess it Italian. is an Italian game. Cool. Yep. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and we are playing, as of this, we've got uh, Walker's Bluff coming up this weekend, which will already have passed by the time you hear this. Um, and then we're taking uh, February off to kind of mm-hmm. reevaluate um, set lists, uh, make sure that we like what we're playing, if we don't, or if we want to change the order up. Um, and then we're looking to book in, in uh, March. We've got a show in PK set. Um, we're going to reach out to some other local places and try to get ready for what will be like the spring. We'll start to warm up. We'll start mm-hmm. to play outside, start to play more. should be pretty cool. Nice. Excited for that. Um, I'm getting uh, geared up to start recording a couple of things. Now that I have the the website out, I want to start uh, posting some, some solo songs. Um, I've got a couple that I've written uh, in like the recent, like the past year or so. And then I've got some older stuff that I've been trying to release for like the past 10 years. So um, hopefully I'm getting around to that. I'm excited. Audio to, only or like actually like video type of thing? Uh, probably audio only. Cool. Uh, to get through, I want to I wanna kind of get a, an EP out. I like the ideas of releasing Short EPs. Bursts. Yeah. Yeah. And doing a couple of those a year. So that's kind of what I'm what I'm shooting for. Not going to do 52 songs in a year. An extended once a week. <laughs> Not this time Ooh, around. Uh, the Smells. Oh, your smells. You want to talk about my smells? I want to know about that real so, quick before I forget because <laughs> I just remembered. A while back, if you remember, I uh, I had talked about training my nose uh-huh. uh, to to not react to certain smells, like bad smells. Essentially, the the thought process was that bad smells are all in your head. You're trained yeah. to think that a smell is bad, uh-huh. and I was at a at a point in my life where I was training myself to not think that those smells That's are true. bad. That's true. A local listener uh, had had asked that we had not uh, commented on this in a while, and she was curious as to uh, as an update just for your smells. How you know, they were, how the smells how, were how going. going. Um, are they still new? Do you think that stinky smells are stinky? And um. I th- it's a mindset that you've got to be in, okay. and I have maintained that mindset. That mindset that uh, the reaction. Sometimes I think it. You know, people think it's cool to react to a fart like it smells bad. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, oh, that smells bad. It could smell good. You don't know. Like mm-hmm. you're just you're. You don't know. You've got it in your. You've got it in your brain that like, oh, I've got. It's socially acceptable for me to think that this is gross. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've continued to practice, um, kind of on a subconscious level going forward. Uh, just not reacting to it. Is that not how reacting, you're doing it? Yeah. And not like, does this really smell or am I just thinking that it does? And I think that there's a lot of things people want to put on a show. They want to, they want to say, ew, that's gross. Ew, but what stinky. if you just don't, what if you don't react? And I think that that's more of it than anything is it's a mindset that you've, you've got to continue to train your brain on. And, uh, 
I think I'm there. I think I've achieved it for the most part. I mean, are there some bad you're like smells? A, you're like a Zen master now. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I'm I'm on my way. You're on I'm like your a way. Zen master. You're essentially apprentice. you're essentially uh, Gandhi, if you will, but of smells. American, but and only with smells. You haven't stopped eating. I'm a peacekeeper of smells. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this it's going well. Good. It's going well. I I encourage everyone to. Uh, to just stop reacting to smells and, and see what happens when you don't. What if it smells good, though? Like, what if it's, like, a really pleasant don't. aroma? Like, you really yeah. don't? <laughs> if I'm just like, ah. That... You can appreciate smells. You like, I, earlier today, for, like, a lunch, me and Mandy mm-hmm. had some naan. It was, like, garlic naan Ooh, yeah. that we warmed up. And we had garlic, uh, uh, roasted garlic hummus that we had with it, too. So we just had some naan and hummus that was, like, our lunch meal and everything. And it, whenever I warmed up the naan in a in a pan on the stove, it started smelling like delicious roasted mm-hmm. garlic on there, and I was just like, mm, so good. So you wouldn't react at all. No, I, that was a joke. I mean, really. Sorry, I was chewing a, I'm sorry. a gummy. I got you while um, you were gumming. You're gumming uh, your chewies. <laughs> I almost said <laughs> you. You can appreciate things, and I think this is what we need to take away from uh, life in general right now, and the whole world is that. We need to appreciate the things that are good, but do we really need to condemn the things that are bad? Mm-hmm. I think we need to do more lifting up than we do uh, knocking down. If I do this, do I look like uh, Palpatine? Um, yeah. it. <laughs> Closer than you would think. Really? <laughs> but the beard kind of still throws you off. Well, you know, I can't get rid of that yet. It was good. You had like a nose. I did have a nose. You had a nose and I a mouth. Have a nose. And uh, that was all that was showing was your your nose mouth chin combo. I interrupted your personals, and I'm sorry. That's okay. I, we, we had to give the update. We had to. It was no, crucial. It's completely fine. <laughs> um, but outside of that, uh, not much. It's been a lot of thinking, and actually, as I was listening back to a couple of our previous episodes, <gasps> really kind of uh, taking in my own advice, mm-hmm. um, and kind of my like looking into myself based on past me and going yeah that's right i am doing that i am i do like half hour shows because they like me they make me shut off my brain and i like a good sitcom yeah and i do like listening to mumford and sons because i've heard it a thousand times before yeah and that's okay yeah it's okay to be you that's me i feel like honestly me and you are probably the most me the us people that we could be if that makes sense we are we are definitely i like i'm learning to be more shad than i ever have before yeah I like. I feel like I'm. I'm. I'm comfortable in my skin with who I am, and I don't feel like I have to be like, dress a certain way, be a posery type person. And I think to a certain extent, whenever I was younger, part of me did feel like I had to be this way. I had yeah. to be like I'm very comfortable with who I am as a person now. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of those things. Like if you don't like fucking like who I am, then you could just get out like that. <laughs> Is that how you feel about it? No, nah, not not as aggressive. I'm just like, <laughs> like if somebody's just like that guy's a fucking dweeb. I'm just like whatever. I'm just me. I don't I really care. I don't care who you are. I like, am what you a think dweeb. I am. I uh, I changed my uh, ringtone. Twitter tag. What's a little thing that it says on there? Uh, what do you mean? There's like the, and you're like, ah, it's my summary. Oh, like your bio. Yeah. Okay. I, I, changed I didn't know it. what you meant by tag. I thought so, it was like, we talked about you changing it to Shad Schubert last no, week, last time. I, uh, I put on it because on one of the episodes, you said I was an anarchist and I said, you anarchist with a dad hat. <laughs> and that's what it is. And uh, then it says, visit Shad Schubert. But, uh, 
Yeah, anarchist with the dad hat. Anarchist in a dad hat. Check out shadschuber.com for updates on my projects. Yep. Like like the West Side projects? Yes. Those kind? I'm working on them. Mine says, uh, a new dad, already a husband, always a nerd. That's cute. <laughs> um, what have you been playing on your video games? I like your uh, your bunny rabbit there. Thanks. That's the uh, the old IFNZ logo for the yeah, podcast. But it's like zoomed in really good. Yeah, I made that my header specifically. You are. Because uh, I like it. That's a great header. The games. Yeah, tell me about I played games. You did this week? Yeah, I played games. More than one. More than one. Four. Oh, four games. Four games. One Let's of them hear. is completely completed now. Oh, you completed a completed, completed game? Completely, completely completed the game. <laughs> what uh, is that? My completely completed game is God of War. Um, so whenever we 100%? finish... 100%? Not 100%. Oh, okay. I'm very close, though, actually. So that, wow. was, that was the point. Um, whenever we finished the last year's, I already knew it was my favorite. Mm-hmm. I knew how the story ended, even though I hadn't actually finished the main campaign proper. People, you know, fucking internet ruins everything anymore. Mm-hmm. We'll just go past that, though. But... Um, so I, I, I went back through, I started deciding I was just going to replay some more of some of the stuff. Um, not replay, but just start playing again. Getting back you. into the swing of things. Um, because it's one of those things that I felt the same way whenever I tried to get, pick up Spider-Man again recently. Because I've not completed that game yet either. I'm gotcha. very close, but I haven't. But whenever I picked it back up, I was just like, I don't re- fucking remember any of these combos or <laughs> anything that's going on. There's, so, a lot, there's a lot to do with your fingers. Yeah, there is. And it was the same way with God of War, but then I picked up on it very fairly quickly. Um, but I went back through, um, started... Excuse me, I burped a little. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I went back through, I picked up and figured out where I was at story-wise and everything. Started doing some more of the side content, uh, finding some more of these runes that open up other worlds. Uh, there's a, a world in that game called Muselfheim or Muselheim, however you want to call it. Um, and it's basically almost like arena combat mode type thing. Like It's just full of challenges, and it's got six different tiers. I think I made it all the way to the sixth tier, but there was something about it, that the very last tier, that was like so hard that I just couldn't get it. Was it so Mary? Kinda, huh? Was it Mary? Mary. Something about Mary? No, no. it wasn't Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I didn't know where we were going with that at all. I, uh, Mary! I got all the way to that. And you say Harry or Mary? Mary, but I did it in <laughs> like Harry. Harry. Like, Harry! <laughs> I, uh, I got all the way to that one. I just kind of got to the point. I was just like, I'm just going to do some more uh, side things. Got some more of uh, the different upgrades. Found the Valkyries that you're supposed to find in the game. Got all the way to the last Valkyrie. That's like the fucking hardest thing in the game to do, which is it's just ridiculous. The amount of like exact movement and like exact precision blocking that it requires to beat that fucking bitch and I just can't do it for whatever reason. So I I, I think I think I'm basically at like a 96 97% mm-hmm. thing. I just got to a point where I was just like I'm just going to fucking beat the main story. I already know how it goes, but I've never actually experienced it. Sure. And story-wise and everything how the everything just wraps up and watching it unfold in front of my face and doing the final ba- battle with Boulder and how everything kind of unfolds. It is like the fucking best story in a video game that I have played in a very long time, if not just the best period. It's, wow. It's awesome, dude. And just the fucking father-son bonding between Atreus and Kratos as mm-hmm. it unfolds at, like throughout the story and everything, it just keeps progressively getting better and better and better. And it just like uh, it, it, it is my game of the year from last year. I knew yeah. it would be even just from how, you know, every what I played leading up to that point. But... 
story and context wise, that is just such a such good writing. It, it definitely is a game of the year. Cool. Period. Flat foremost. It, it, so I beat it, um, completed it. I will go back and try the Valkyries and stuff, but it's not really priority for me right now because it's very difficult and it's going to require me probably at that point whenever I get back into it, relearning a lot of shit again. I see. Um, what's your What's your thought on playing games on easy mode versus on like medium or hard or whatever? I usually always start off on normal. Which if is like the middle, like you don't go easy, but you don't go... I don't go to like... Div- it usually is like normal as like you'll have an easy and normal and then you'll have like a difficult mode yeah. and then maybe an, another difficulty that mode unlock. that's unlocked yeah. after you beat mm-hmm. the game in any of the modes. You can usually unlock sure. that extra difficult mode. Um, I usually start off on normal. I'm not, I'm not opposed or that kind of a person, especially anymore, that if it's something that I find difficult to control or if I'm having trouble with like too many enemies or something and the easy mode's going to help me out and knock that down, I'll go to easy mode. I'm, I'm not that kind of like a self-righteous person yeah. that's kind of like I'm, I'm fucking normal or I'm just done with the game kind of a thing. I know people that are like that and I just don't get it. I gotcha. I, I want to still enjoy the experience, enjoy the story and that's you know, there that's for my me thing. and everything. And, and I would rather have a, a fun time and not have difficulty and get frustrated with the game and experience that stuff still rather than feeling like I have to try and find it and make it as difficult and almost like frustrate myself to the point where I don't enjoy it. Yeah. I'm not that kind of a person. I'm, I'll, I'll dial it down if I need to. But I usually always start and play through most of my games on normal. Yeah. Um, That's how I always have been. But with this, like with that PS Now and I've been trying to start a bunch mm-hmm. of games that I want to really just kind of bust through and I want to see the story more than I care about gameplay. Mm-hmm. But I want to play it. I don't want to watch the cutscenes on YouTube. Right. Um, I've been going right to that easy mode. Just like, okay, I know I'm not going to struggle with like, I got to beat this boss. I got to beat this boss yeah. as much. There's so some, there's some games that like almost like kind of like I know like most of the id software games do that kind of a thing like they always have for years and years like whenever the old dooms were out mm-hmm. like the icon that you would pick for like the easy mode was like um it was just called like don't hurt me daddy was the name of the mode yeah and it was like the doom guy but he had like a baby bonnet on and a pacifier in and then like the normal modes called hurt me plenty uh-huh. and they, they've always done that with all of their games even up to today yeah. so it's almost like they feel like uh, you know, and they'll explain it in the thing. They're just like, this is for the casual gamers that just want an easy playthrough kind of a thing. And they make it seem, but then at the same time, they're just kind of like, like, you're, you're like a fucking baby because you just want to play easy. And I'm just like, that's stupid. That's yeah. just, a, that's like a dumb macho-y approach to doing yeah, something. I'm just like, sometimes, you know, you're an adult and you don't have time to go through something that and might grind be too difficult yeah, and normal. Absolutely. So I was thinking, because like, they do have a, now they've unlocked a new game plus on God of War. If I go back through and replay instead of mm-hmm. doing just just the like the valkyries and stuff alone i might just go back through and replay most of the story with the gear and the weapons and stuff that i have now yeah and and uh just keep you know upgrading that stuff as it goes along because it'll be an easier experience at that point Mm because i've had you know more stuff on there and then you know that way i'll get you know kind of more back into the swing of things but i'm not looking to do that for like i could wait a year before i try to do that again i'm not looking to get it back into it right away um, I also purchased and uh, have been playing the. Uh, I played a little bit of it, not too much yesterday. The uh, the Travis Strikes Again No More Heroes yeah, game. I saw that came uh, out. Yeah, I picked that up. Um, it's really cool. It's uh, it starts off very. I mean, the, those games that, like I said before, they've they've always been very. Um, I think it was maybe one of my medias. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they've well, been raunchy. They're, yeah, they've always been a, kind of have a, like a, a raunchy streak to it. Uh, very, 
the, whenever you take, whenever you save, your character's like taking a shit on a toilet while you're saving, kind of oh, a thing. Okay. They censor the stuff, but that's that's like the save point is you taking a poop. Um, you know, lots of like girls with big boobs, uh, tons of violence and gore and stuff that's kind of with it. Um, but that's just that's the way that that guy kind of makes his games. That's, mm-hmm. that's just his style choice more so than anything else. Yeah. Um, story wise, there's not like a huge story here is the character that is, how it starts off is there's a character that is the father of a of a girl that you've killed previously in another in, in another game gotcha. um, her name is bad girl and he's bad man um so that's a, a fitting name i yeah. guess so bad man is looking for travis because you killed her um and he's trying to kill him uh they're they're fighting inside of travis's trailer and then they turn around at one point in time and realize that Travis was playing a game on a console that is, like, possessed. I think it's called the Death Something, Death Something Mark II. Um, and they get transported into the console. So that's how the game kind of takes place. And it sets, like, this precedence of uh, where the gameplay is very, like, almost kind of like an over-the-top uh, version of the games of the past in a way. So it starts off where it kind of pulls back the character. It looks like classic No More Heroes, and then the camera pans up and it makes it look more like an old school uh, hack and slash beat 'em up type game in okay. that sense. Um, you still have your same like beam saber that you use in the game. Um, it still has a lot of the similar mechanics and stuff, just not as much like combo work and stuff. That um, you have your like your light attacks, your heavy attacks. Like I said, it, it comes across like you're playing more or less like an old school beat 'em up yeah. hack and slash game. Rather than No More Heroes used to be, which was like still like the hack and slash game is just like a very old school. Um, a lot of old school tropes that they kind of kind of feed into and and do very well um, that are kind of like of old arcade game style things that they end up just kind of uh, utilizing in this in this game. Um, like I said, I'm not super super far or anything into it by any means, but. It's definitely cool. I like the idea that it's also uh, co-op as well. So uh, and it's like drop in, drop out. Uh, you can play as Travis as the main character, and then the co-op person can play up, and they'll be bad man. And you guys are working together to try and get oh, through the rest of this okay. thing at that point. Um, so it's cool. I told Mandy I was just like, whenever I was playing, I was playing on the couch, and she was there with me, and she was watching me play. And I said, this is actually, I said, it's co-op. I said, if B ever goes to sleep or something like that and you just want to hop in and play. I said, the controls are super easy. I said, there's a button to jump and two buttons to attack and you can get some special stuff. But I said, I can do the special attacks if it's going to be too much for you. But it seems like it would be something that would be fun just to kind of pick up and play. But cool, definitely seems like it's cool. Um, you can get the game and the DLC that will come out for it in the future. There's two DLC packs. You can get that for 40 Uh The game by itself, just 30 bucks though. Cool. Really neat for the experience of what it is so far mm-hmm. that I like it. Um, I've been playing a little bit more uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Um, I think I've got four badges now. I'm on my way to the fifth. Um, I'm trying to get... Uh, at first, I was really just kind of more hesitant about it. I've been trying to focus on catching more Pokemon to level up my characters a little bit more. But now I'm kind of taking the approach of... I know this game. I know the story mode mm-hmm. with it. And I'm trying to... I want to get through the story and then kind of experience some of the stuff that happens after the story. And then um, I'm not huge into it, but I know there's a lot of people that are out there doing like the shiny hunting and stuff like that with yeah. it. 
um, which is like a huge deal to a lot of people right now. There's there's a channel that I watch on Twitch. The guy is actually going through and he's getting a shiny of every Pokemon. Wow. I think he's at like one... Last I saw it was like 138 or 139 of Shit, 150. So he's, he's closing in. It's all he's been playing since it came out. How do you get a... That's a lot of hunting for a shiny Mew, I would it's literally It's literally like his back and forth. So it's like whenever he was like on shiny Eevee, he was in an area that was heavily mm-hmm. populated with Eevee, would just fight one or run away from one you know you just have to have an interaction with them gotcha. to basically have that encounter there mm-hmm. um leave the fight or fight it and kill it whatever you want to do capture it and then wait for the next one to spawn mm-hmm. and then you have to just keep doing it over and over again and only catching that one specific type of pokemon to get a streak going yeah so once you break the streak it your chances of getting a shiny decrease like huge mm-hmm. like way way lower but your chances of increasing a shiny like exponentially increase by like i think it's like 0.25 percent something like that every time you catch one so that's why there's some people that have to catch like four or five hundred of this same thing over and over again before, you even before get they it. finally get it because that chance is so low of exponential increase that it just you know takes a long time but some people get lucky you know i i got a shiny uh rapid dash um at one point in time or i was a ponyta i got a shiny ponyta and it's now a rapid dash gotcha at one point in time and i only caught like i think i, I was trying to do it just to do it to see if i could uh, since uh-huh. i saw it at that point in time and it only took me like 25 but it, it that takes time i mean then you're, lot, talk, yeah. you're talking about i sat there for you know 45 minutes to an hour until i finally saw one it. but there are people that have to do that for you know fucking four or five hours and they sit there and they finally get one and that one might not be one that you catch either. So if it yeah. runs away, it's not going to be shiny next time. Maybe uh-huh. you're just going to basically be starting over That's from scratch true. if the shit runs away or you know whatever. So, um, but I've been getting more into that, just playing that a little bit on the sides too. Um, I, I played. I decided I was going to play that while I was waiting for Travis touchdown to mm. download, um, and I, I went through that and started playing it a little bit more, and then. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. I started playing through Kingdom Hearts 1 again. Oh, yeah? Uh, I had been. I, I stopped shortly after, I think, shortly after you got to the Coliseum. So pretty fairly early on. You mm-hmm. know, I was only like three worlds in at that point. Yeah. Um, I think I'm in almost finished with Agarbah now. I don't remember what's next, if it's Little Mermaid or who's after Agarbah. But I just, just, just as uh, okay. at this point, I, at one point in time, I was wanting to replay through them and, and actually get caught up like you had done. Mm-hmm. At this point in time, it's just kind of dipping my toes back into the actual universe to kind of reacquaint myself with controls and shit. Yeah. Even though, from what I've gathered, it's actually going to be a little bit different as far yeah. as controls go. I think probably it's, better off playing like Dream be, Drop. Yeah, or... I feel like it's supposed to be like a little bit more faster paced. But so I want to pick up something that's going to have a little bit more. And you know, like it's something like like yeah. Dream Drop or whatever, something that's been a little bit more recent, yeah, or Birth by Sleep or something like that. Yeah. That might something that has those kind of different. Do you controls. have two point eight? Yes, you should totally dive and just just play point two Fragmentary Passage. Have you played uh, Birth by Sleep at all ever? Uh, yeah. Okay, I played it on PSP. Did you have you played the point two Fragmentary Passage? No. Just do that before, just because like. That's going to be the closest thing you're going to get to... Uh, like a recap kind of a thing of what's No, not even or... a recap. It's going to be your closest thing gameplay-wise. Okay. Uh, to it, because that point two is... Uh, was kind of their, I guess, demo or whatever of what they were going to do with Kingdom Hearts 3 as far as gameplay and how it all kind of kicked off. Um, it's got that, uh, what's that, Unreal graphics 
uh, Unreal 4 or whatever mm-hmm. uh, behind it, which I don't know if that's what they ended up going with for Kingdom Hearts 3 or not. But uh, but it's nice looking. It's I pretty. Think it does, I think it does use Unreal now. Is it? I'm pretty sure. But uh, yeah, it's it's good. Nice. Uh, but that's it for me on the game oh, front. Okay. Cool. Um, I did get caught up on all of my Kingdom Hearts gaming. Yes. Um, I remember you telling me. All the way through. Like, I'm, I'm done, done. Done, done. Uh, done, done, done. Done, done, done. Uh, so, yeah, I, I finished up. Uh, last time we spoke, I was still trying to figure out how to end Dream Drop Distance. Uh, so, Dream Drop Distance is done. Played Point Two Fragmentary Passage, uh, which is cool. That was just a fun little game. Um, and then watched the movie for uh, Back Cover. Uh, which initially kind of just made things more confusing, but I think once I got through the whole movie, I was like, okay, I know what's going on with that because that's all like prequel stuff. It's all uh, during uh, getting leading up to Keyblade War. I don't remember, and it's probably something that's super small or whatever, or it could be something that was bigger. What's underneath Traverse Town? Wherever you finally go over there, and you see Leon and uh, what's her face under there, and he gives you. Um, I think he gives you something so that way you can start doing like the warp drive back to the perhaps and then I think there's like a there's like a tunnel that's like to the left that's like all the way at the end and it has like a bare wall that's there there's like a painting that shows up there and I think you it's just a, a you get a, a little like little movie of like him and Kyrie or something like that okay like there's nothing major there I couldn't remember what it was and I was just like this hallway is just so like open and ominous and it ends so abruptly with something yeah. there like a wall I was just like, there's nothing here. And I was just like, there's got to be something more important. Yeah. I, was like, I, I think don't it's remember a painting it that shows up there. Okay. And then you get like just a flashback memory of Kyrie or something like that. That makes sense. Uh, is what you end up getting there. But so, yeah, um, completely caught up with that. Got super pumped. I was like, I'm going to go and uh, play those little mini games that are on the mobile game that you get that uh, that Keyblade code Keyblade, for. Yeah. Um, so knocked those out. Got my Keyblade code ready to go for PlayStation uh, for Kingdom Hearts 3 when it comes out. Um, so I guess when I start, I'll have two new Keyblades mm-hmm. um, with the, the PlayStation exclusive. Is that one, and... the one from Union Cross, is that one the... Uh, does that look like the star one that yeah. you start off with? Okay. On Union Cross, yeah. yeah. And then I've been trying to play Union Cross a little bit just to do something fun with it. I like that game. Um, I'm just not a big mobile gamer. I Me think either. we've both talked about yeah, that. We're no. just not really... Don't find myself. The only on my time phone I ever actually do it games. is if it's like a really good indie game. And so, like I said before, like I played through uh, the Room, the trilogy. I think there's now four games out of it. Um, that was really cool. Monument Valley is a really fun mobile game too. But it's always just like there's weird indie one-offs, and it's not free games either. Those are ones that I pay like two or three dollars for. Yeah. Um, because it's actually like a full-on like indie game experience, something that you would just buy for like twenty bucks on yeah. fucking the uh, Switch Marketplace or something mm-hmm. on eShop. Makes sense. Um, and then once I finished off those, cause that was like all I was doing, uh, I've been trying to do some things just to fill my time, uh, while waiting on Kingdom Hearts 3. So I've been exploring the PS Now, uh, games and have played a oh. few. I, uh, I played, um, Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper, the Thievius Raccoonus. Yeah, I, uh, I played that for probably about 20 minutes and I was like, I'm done. I get what's going on here, but... I don't think I really care that much. It's a fun platformer. It was really cool whenever it came out. Um, I played the one that was on PS2 quite a bit. Rented it from, I think, yeah. Broadway or whatever at that point. I got you. But yeah, I, I liked it whenever it's it like, first came out. I'm, I've never re-experienced it any time recently. That would be one of those games that I think that 
they had one, two, and three had a PS4 port. They did a collection. It's yeah, called the like Sly trilogy Cooper collection. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I played it, and then I was like, if I'm gonna play a game like this, I might as well just play. Uh, I'm on in the like middle Jack's. of Jack Two right now. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like. Yeah, fuck Jack. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the middle of Jack too, so I'd rather just go back yeah. and play Jack. Um, and then I played a, a little indie game called Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which it was. Uh, That's the you can real control. neat. You can control each of them independently. Yeah, with you, you, yeah. you do your your L1, L2s, and your R1, R2s, and then your your joysticks are different, they which is a, a trippy little game. Yes, when you're not used to playing with things ambidextrously. Yes, <laughs> it is really cool. The design of the game and the story of that game. Is a lot better than the other game that they had come out. They had a game come out the last year, or it was the end of the year prior, um, 2017. It was uh, the No Way Out game, and it was like a strictly co-op game. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's uh, that tells the story of these two dudes that end up going to prison, and they basically end up kind of working together, even though they kind of don't like each other, Mm -hmm. to break out of prison. So there could be something that's going on, like my character is in this like cell you were and, talking about yeah, this, yeah and then the other person's like in their cell and they're digging or something and it's split screen so you're like both experiencing uh you know seeing what's going on with the other person or something um but yeah that, that experience and the story behind it was really cool but i think they said that control wise it didn't really flesh out as gotcha. well as they hoped it would um but the concept wise of having like a strictly like it's a story based only co-op game mm-hmm. seems really cool to me especially if it was I think that experience is cool to do with a friend, but I think it would maybe be more rewarding if you were just to pick up a random person online that you didn't know. Because oh. you're not talking to them, you're just playing the story, basically, gotcha. as the one character. Yeah. You know, as as one of the two characters that they'll randomly pick for you, and then you're just both like, I guess we're working together, even though I have no idea who this fucking person yeah. is, kind of a thing. That kind of seems cool to me, conceptually. Yeah. So, so, yeah, Brothers was a, was a cool kind of experience. Um, and then I kind of the bigger titles. I was like, oh, I need to go back and really play uh, uh, Star Wars Force Unleashed and really do those. So that's the game that I, I you know, I set it on easy mode. and I'm trying to work through it yeah. on that side. Um, just, but I'm not really trying to get into anything because I know that there's a game that I'm only gonna play exclusively until it's beat um, for like the next two months, which will be Kingdom yeah. Hearts three. Um, so that's my my video gaming. Nice. Video Neil Gaiman. Video Neil Patrick Harris Gaiman. And movies. Movies. TV shows. Do you watch a movie? I did not. I watched a movie. That's cool. Do you want to talk about your movie? Or do you want to talk about my TVs? I don't don't care. What do you want to talk about? I I want to talk about... Oh, I want a taco right now. Do you now? Yeah. A delicious vegetarian taco? Yeah, the veggie tacos at Don Taco are the shit. I bet they are. Um, um, We only watch TV shows. <laughs> we uh, only watch TV shows. I finished up The Haunting of Hill House. How was it? Tell me about this, Justin, please. It was real cool. Um, I still stand by what I said They're all last dead. time. Uh, no, they are not all dead. Um, I want to stand by what I said last time. This is probably one of the better, like, actual, like, almost like horror movie esque, just in a TV show sure. format that I've seen come out. Um, the ending, I think that there are people saying that it could be. It could be interpreted different ways, but I only really see one clear way that it could be. He made it all up. What do you mean? Like he wrote the story, and it was just an interpretation of the story. No, no, I just no, not no. It was a real. You think it was real? Yes. Is that the other way that you could interpret it? I think that, that, and then uh, also like whether or not they actually like end up making out of the house at the end. 
um, is is another thing. There were people that were saying that they didn't think that they actually like the ending like has too many like happy story tropes that are at the ending of it, and it almost seems like it's too happy for what it has literally been up until like the last yeah. thirty minutes of the show. Well, the the writer seemed like like the book writer. Yeah, it was like. It almost seemed like you could easily interpret it that it was just in all... It was an idea that he yeah. made up in his head, and he wrote Which, this story. Yeah. And then it was just kind of retelling his thought I, process for that book. I was happy with the ending. I thought it was really cool. Um, they did a lot of things in the last couple of episodes that ended up doing what I wish a lot of other shows would do, where they actually gave... Uh, they actually gave answers to shit that you might have even kind of somewhat forgot about that were questions that were there. Like shit from the very first episode. Yeah. Like there were, uh, two of the sisters were outside of like the red room, like the big room that's yeah. in the house that nobody can get into. And at the beginning of the series, you see like, like they're trying to get into it and they can't get into it. So they run off to find their dad to see if they can find another key to get into this because the key that they were given doesn't open doesn't it. work for it. Yeah. And then you see like at the beginning of the very first episode, whenever that happens, it kind of pans back and you see the door of the red room and you see like from the window that's catching in there, you see like feet scuffling by. You don't see the feet. You just see the shadow of the feet. Yeah. And you get answers like to what that was just something as small as like what that was from the very first mm -hmm. fucking episode. And it, it does that consistently throughout the episode, uh, throughout, uh, um, the series um, to actually help answer some shit that has been going on since the beginning of it. But um, by the time it hits like episode four or five, it's like, we're going to start giving you some answers to some shit. Yeah. We're still going to keep asking more questions, but they do a really good job of actually like answering everything mm -hmm. that you had a question to. So it was, it was very rewarding to me in that sense, you know, coming off of the fact that like my favorite show, like lost it has so many fucking open-ended questions that still happen at the very end of everything. Yeah. Um, and especially after the end of the first season leading into, like, the second season, you're so many questions that you just have that are there. This just, like, wrapped everything up in such a nice, neat bow. And they did they did so many, like I said, small things that you just wouldn't anticipate them doing. Or they wouldn't... They didn't have to go back and try to answer who that was that was, you know, underneath the door or something mm -hmm. like that. You, you, they didn't have to do anything. They could have just been stuff. like, oh, that was creepy. Yeah, they could have just been done that. That was a one-off thing. Ooh, and they didn't spooky. even have to think about it because nobody else was. But then after they did it, I was just like, holy... That's fucking Made smart. Made better. Yeah. The other thing is, they did so many small things that they didn't even say was going to happen or just that you might not even catch um, that it makes me want to go back and rewatch some of the stuff. Seems like it, yeah. So, in the episodes, I, I paused it a couple of times after I seen it because I, I was just like, is that not something they're going to acknowledge? The people that, that are throughout it? Like the, the yeah. ghosts or the There's bodies? Ghosts. or the yeah. They're fucking everywhere. <laughs> Literally everywhere, apparently, in the show. And I've seen it from, like, the episodes. And I'm just like, there's so much stuff that's happening in the foreground that you don't pay attention to this person that's like basically crouched behind a thing as a ghost and they're just kind of like peering off the yeah. side staring at a character as the interaction's going on and i saw like one of the first times i saw it wasn't up until like episode six or seven uh -huh. and it got in like the the dad character the as younger and when yeah. they first get into hill house he's in there and they're working down in the basement on yes. um, the, the right house before set. they bust open the yeah the, or right when they bust open that and they see the body in the hole yes there's like right beside but the, it's, a, it's not even like a the person it's like a ghost yeah. that's like a blonde yeah. ghost girl and she's crouched behind these like stairwells and you can barely see her and I just said I showed Manny and I said what the fuck was that <laughs> he's like what are you talking about I said there was a person staring at him 
She was like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't know if it was supposed to be an extra or what. But I went back through and I watched and I was like, watch. She was like, oh, that's fucking creepy. And I was just like, apparently they did it like there was a point in time where they're like downstairs going to uh, in breakfast or something like that. And the boy is talking to uh, one of the younger boys, the, the youngest uh, son yeah. is talking to his mom. And there's like a window that's kind of foggy and you see like a head kind of tilted to the side in the background that's like just staring. You just see eyes and a head and black hair and it's just like staring at you in the corner. I was just like, (laughs) this is fucking creepy knowing that this is like it apparently happens at least two times in every episode. That's cool. I was just there's like 20 occurrences this happened and I only caught like three I'm just like, how is is that? Just like I'm not paying attention enough, or am I paying it's too much? Crowd. I'm paying too yeah, much attention to what's going on. The characters, but yeah. it just speaks so much. Like I was just like, this is fucking rad. Yeah, it's um, well made. We watched. Like. Uh, we went through just to have us kind of like you said with those uh, short segments of shows, and I always talk about cooking shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. I never watched any of it yet until now, and now we've watched all of it. Um, nailed it. We watched Nailed It. Nailed, you it. Nailed I've it? Not, I've watched a couple episodes, or at least like had it in the background. Yeah. Somebody else has watched at the house. And, uh, and it, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. I guess I always thought it was cool conceptually, but we never actually watched it and we just left it on while we've been doing stuff, mm-hmm. but it's just really a cool, awesome show. Um, Cause you always it, focus on like doing something great yes. and they're like, just do it the best you can in this yeah. amount of time. <laughs> like that's what I told many. It was just like, this is like, it, I could do like the best that I could and it was just good enough. I could win $10,000 just by doing whatever just better I could than do. the other person yeah, next to you. Hopefully I can do this cake better than the other guy. And half the time it's like, I get those time restrictions and everything that's going on with this and part of the contest. But majority of those people, like the biggest thing is that they don't follow the fucking directions that they have on this iPad that's right beside them. If they just follow the ingredients list, they follow what the measurements that's are. Funny. And then it's just like, they're just like, oh, I'm just going to put this sugar in here. Pile. Like, and they're just like, stuff. throw the sugar in. And they didn't pay attention that it said powdered sugar instead of granulated sugar. And I'm just like, that's just attention to detail. You have to know the difference between these things. Or there's a guy that we watched on this like last episode, and it said like two tablespoons of milk. Instead of taking a measuring utensil and doing it, he just like, ah, I'm going to eyeball it. And mm-hmm. just fucking poured in like what would be like two cups worth of milk <laughs> in this thing. And he's just like, oh, it's really soupy. I don't know why. I'm just like, what the... Why would it not? Why would it not be soupy? <laughs> Majority of it's not the cake mix anymore. It's just milk. If they followed the instructions, it wouldn't be good TV. No, that, that's that's exactly right. But at the same time, I just thought it was a really cool concept for a show. Mm-hmm. If you've never seen it or you like any kind of baking shows, definitely check it out that's because funny. it's funny and it's cool. Um, the host is uh, is she's really cool. Uh, she, I like her a lot, but sometimes she does get a little bit like too much. I can't remember who it is um, or what they is do. This uh, black girl, I think, or. Nicole, I think is her name. She's uh, she's she's very like she's really good and she's funny and she's good at what she does. But like I said, sometimes it gets a little much. Okay. Um, the last thing was uh, I would like to announce to you that I have started Gotham. Yeah. I am. Uh, I think five or six episodes deep into it now. Ooh, that's a lot. Uh, so it's not a lot. But I mean, you know what I mean. Like it's actually starting to where we're at. I know each season's like it's 20, a little thick though. That's twenty-one why. or twenty-two episodes. So we we got into it. Um, we started a few days ago and watched one of the episodes. I thought that the pilot episode was very bad acted, uh, almost all around. Um, the dude that plays Penguin is really good though. I think yeah. he's I think he's a really good actor. He, he we talked about it. Me and Andy did after we finished. I was like, I think the Penguin actor is. Is actually very good at what he does. Robin Lord Taylor. Yes, I think he's is his he's name. very manic, more mm-hmm. manic than I would expect from a penguin character. Yeah, 
you know, I don't, I don't think about Penguin being like as sociopathic as he gets sometimes. Yeah. Um, Jada Smith's good at her stuff too. She's 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 really good. Um, uh, but Gordon's a little rough. He's a he's a bad. It's bad start. It is bad start. Yeah, but I just felt like as as a cop drama, he's very cop drama esque, and he's good at it. He's really good at it. And yeah, you're right. As even next episode, it started getting better all around. Honestly, it just seemed like it had one of those like rough pilot episodes. It was cool introducing like all the different side characters that they were trying to do. But at the same time, I'm just kind of like, he's getting a lot in there. The kid that plays uh, Bruce, he, he was good too in the first, like screaming and shit yeah. after the parents get killed. Yeah. Um, he's a good baby. Like, I, I stand by it. He is like the baby animated series Bruce Wayne. Like, you could see like his facial features is like, he's got like the, the black beady eyes, almost even like they drew that character yeah. and like the nose and the jaw. Like, he looks like he a would baby be a version good, of He'd be it. a good Batman. I still think, I still think that they're in my head and i think it'd be like an amazing idea instead of doing a the batman and he's mm-hmm. like a younger batman or something they should just do batman beyond honestly yeah. at this point and i think he would be an amazing batman all around still probably you know yeah. judging from what it is sure. if it just keeps getting better as he gets older yeah then he'd be a really cool terry you yeah. know at that point if it, you know i don't know if he's cool enough to be terry terry's cool in my opinion yeah like but terry's she, got like he's like he's cool but like, i was just saying like it's just to have like terry and then have your older batman but have your older batman be fucking michael keaton again that's what that like, would be that fucking was just on like batman on batman Kevin was Smith it was like it's like michael keaton just have him come back like i didn't listen to yeah. any of the recent one yet i yeah. haven't had time to listen to a lot of recent podcasts i've got a back po- backlog that or I've had. Fat Man Beyond. Fat Man Beyond. Sorry, but still, I just think that would be a really cool Absolutely. concept, though. That it just sounds really good to me, and I know he's he would probably be game for it. I think yeah. to do it again. Absolutely. Even if it wasn't a uh, a Tim Burton joint, I think it would be really cool just to mm-hmm. have him in there and then showcase like passing the torch to a new, cool, younger Batman. Definitely. Um, I'm Definitely. digging it so far, though. I really like it. I like it's, Donald Logue. He's a good actor. It's getting uh, better as it's going as, on. Bullock. Bullock, uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I like him as a person, anyways. I've followed most of the things he's ever done. Yeah, I feel like I didn't know, like at first it was the same thing there too. It was like a little bit later on in the first episode whenever they're both hanging upside down from like the meat hook or something because uh-huh. she's wanting them both dead, and he's just like looks at Gordon. He's just like, "Hey, how's it hanging?" Yeah, he does like the cheesy like but that's yeah. a line or whatever. And I'm just like, uh, yeah. I'm okay with it though right now. <laughs> But uh, no, that's that's all the the TV I've been watching and stuff. I'm excited to get more into into Gotham though cool. for sure. What do you got going cool, cool. on? I uh, I watched Independence Day Resurgence. Oh, Have you I thought you were going to just stop at Independence Day. I was like, you rewatched Independence I, Day? No, I watched it for the first time ever. I watched Independence Day. Will Smith is a he's just a he's a peach. I think he's going to become something someday. <laughs> uh, no, I watched Independence Day Resurgence. Um, yeah. It existed. Have you seen that? No, I've ever. The, that came out the same time. Um, I think that came out the same weekend that the Lonely Islands Pop Star movie oh. came out, mm-hmm. and we were in uh, Philadelphia. We were in Philadelphia at Philadelphia. that time. Um, yes, we were in the Philadelphias on vacation at that point in time, and we decided we were going to go see a movie mm-hmm. after we finished the rest of the day, and uh, we went and watched Pop Star instead. Nice. I, <laughs> I just cared a little bit more about Lonely Island than um, I did. It was a Jeff Goldblum movie. Like, really? Yeah. 
Like, as much as there were, like, other people in there, like, I mean, I don't know. When he's in a, in a movie, he stills the show for me. Did like, he stutter and stop to talk or think about what he was talking about I for could, a bit? Yeah, he was, I mean, he was, he is, anytime uh, that they um, let... Uh, uh, um, uh, you, 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 uh, you have to think about uh, that, that. Anytime they just let Jeff Goldblum be Jeff, Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum is my favorite. I still uh, wish, I, I, I think that they still are doing, I have to look it up, they're doing that show... Where he's doing the. You think the it wasn't cooking. just like a one shot funnier die thing? It was two. They did two episodes well, yeah. of it, and then they said that they were planning on like being the producers of it and having it be not just a funnier like a TV show thing, like like a Drunk History. Yeah, because that's how that started too. That's true. Yeah, they were saying that they were planning on making it like a full time thing, and he said he was on board. Yeah, but I don't know if it was actually like it going to be happening. It was just somebody's soon. idea, and I hope it's more than an idea. I would fucking watch the shit out of that show every day. Yeah. He's good. He is He's good, good. people. Uh, the movie itself, um, I mean, obviously you could tell that they're, you could guess, they're just did rehashing. The, did the aliens resurge? They uh, they came back. They did. Uh, did they look the same? Yeah. Yeah. They're bigger. Um, they got more involved with, like, the aliens themselves. I think the first one was more about, like, Will, the ship and then what Will are we going to do? That? Huh? Will Smith? No. Okay. There was a picture of him on the wall. He, uh, he died. Oh, that's uh, sad. Yeah, at some point. Um, but his son's in it. Oh, cool. But it's not, it's not, uh, it's not Jaden, uh, Smith. <laughs> it's you meant a, like his son in the His son in the movie. movie. And yeah. it's not the same kid. Uh, but, uh, yeah, did it's uncle, like. Did Uncle Eddie come back no. as an alien zombie? <laughs> he didn't, uh, no, but, uh, yeah. So there were, there was a lot of reoccurring characters. I thought Bill Pullman did good as the, the, the ex-president. Nice. Uh, kind of making his return. Did and he give a speech? He did. Oh, good. He did. He gave maybe two. That was, the, that was like the best part of the first movie because yeah. that made everybody feel real good. Yeah. Maybe even two of them. We're going to go uh, on! But I would, you know, as a as a movie overall, I probably would give it a medium. Good. Um, maybe a, 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 a medium rare. It's like a little little, a little was, pinker than what you like. I would never watch it again. Yeah. Um, but I also don't find myself watching the first one either so it's not yeah. like i don't like to watch i don't voluntarily pick out independence day to watch yeah. I, it's one of those things it's like i'm passing by on tbs and there's not anything else cool that i want to watch on i just throw on. it on just to see what it's like and to see uh fucking randy quaid be like i'm back <laughs> and then that's about it yeah and the speech there's a there's a thing that they did for the nerdist with uh chris sabbat and uh i can't think of the other guy's name sean chamel the guys that do voice acting for uh uh, Dragon Ball. Oh, okay. And uh, it's like a funny clip where they took movie clips and they had them use their Dragon Ball voices um, for multiple characters. That because they do, don't just do Goku and Vegeta. They do like the guy that does the voice for Vegeta also does the voice for like Piccolo and some of the other characters. And same thing with Goku. And mm-hmm. the, uh, but they had him like do. Uh, they did, he did the Independence Day speech that Bill Pullman gives in the movie mm-hmm. as the character King Kai from Dragon Ball. He, he talks like this, and his mouth sounds like a kind of fool. Oh, he's God. like, we gotta move on! It's, it's, like, it's like fatter Cartman in a way. You yeah. know? It, that's how the character kind of sounds. Gotcha. But uh, I just, I don't know. Every time I think of Independence Day, I think of that video now. I see. Just because it resonates more with me. I got Because I love Dragon Ball. You do. Yeah. What like else that. did you watch? Um, I also watched the uh, first episode of season five of Gotham. Uh, <gasps> oh my god. We're into like Batman four or five. Is Batman there now? No, no. I'm sure they're waiting to the very end for that. Um, and I think they're like four or five episodes into it by now. But uh, I'm kind of slow to it. Did they meet Lucius Fox? Usually, am. Is there a Lucius Fox? He's been in there for like he three has? seasons. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm Lucius just comes in pretty, pretty. Uh, is not it, early? But is he? Does he sound and act kind of? 
No. Uh, Morgan Freeman esque. No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. But uh, and that's it. That's what I've watched. Nice. I I mean, there's been things on, and uh, I'm sure that I've watched it, but things that are notably to discuss. Uh, yeah, just trying to uh, watch a little Gotham and. When I can find time to watch a movie, I like to, especially like uh, movies that I was like, oh, I kind of wanted to see that yeah. a long time ago, like like Independence Day Resurgence, but mm-hmm. nothing crazy. Uh, uh, what you got next? Music stuff, uh, it's probably going to be pretty quick for me. I got a couple of things that are, I guess, newer. Um, one's newer to me anyway. Um, so Taking Back Sunday... Uh, They're not new. They've been out for they a while. They are. They have a new album out. Okay. I don't really typically like them. Um, this was this was a not a not a new development. I've just been pretty vocal about being like they're pretty happy. Like I, they're just not something that I've ever gone out of my way to listen to. Yeah, agreed. And I've seen them live um, a few years back. Um, I saw them out at the uh, outside ballpark village in St. Louis. Uh, Three days grace. Outside. No. Who you taking say? back Sunday? Not and that's not who sings. I am a nightmare. Uh that is I think Three Days Grace. I am a nightmare, and you are a miracle. No, that's brand new. Brand new. That's what I was thinking. I get yeah. brand new and, and so, uh, taking so back Sunday. So taking back Sunday and brand new, I almost have kind of. This is what I've I learned recently. I got I I got an itch to actually just be like, I'm gonna try and give Taking Back Sunday a chance again because mm-hmm. I didn't really care for it that much. Sure. I listened to the first couple of albums, but once I got to Louder Now, the one that has like Make Damn Sure on it, like their big single. Is there a cheetah on the front of that one, or an animal of some sort? No. This one, the louder now, is the one that almost looks like it's the front of a theater. Like the guy's face is the speaker box or something. Okay, I'm not sure about that. Um, that album is actually really good. I told Mandy oh, after I cool. listened to it, I said, this is almost like listening to Brand New. Um, but that's why I but like confused. a heavy a heavier version mm-hmm. of Brand New. It doesn't have as much... It still has its melodic moments and stuff like that, like they do, because Brand New is very emo-esque in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they do have one that's that's a I think it's Happiness a newer is, one, yeah. yeah. It's the one with a it's like a puma or something yeah. on the front of it. Um, but uh, after listening to that album, I was just like, I, I should have I should just give them more of a chance. So I've been gradually going through and actually listening to mm-hmm. their discography and stuff. And as it gets along, uh, further, further, further along, it almost sounds more indie now than it does anything else. Okay, that's what I've heard about their new album. They had a new album actually come out just a couple weeks ago in in January, the beginning of the mm-hmm. year. Um, and I, I've heard the same thing kind of about it. So I'm, I'm finding myself like that, that window of the, uh, of the, uh, louder now album is probably kind of the best of at this point. But, um, I really actually enjoy it. It's cool. like something that I taking wouldn't think that Sunday. I would actually ever say was that I enjoyed it <laughs> taking back Sunday, but I really do. I actually came back. I was like told many, I was like, I actually really fucking love this band. I like it a lot. Cool. Um, she was super excited cause she's always like taking back Sunday for years and years. Um, I've been re-listening to a lot of old Modest Mouse um, stuff prior to um, the boat. No, uh, good news before pe- uh, for people that love bad news. That's album. something about a boat, isn't it? No, the, 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 we were the the first that that album's the one that's after that one. That's ah. the, we were already dead before the ship sank. Yeah, that's a um, boat. This one I was listening I to boat. like uh, the distance that Naraharka one and the ones before that. Um, but uh, just listen to some older uh, Modest Mouse just for funsies because I love those guys and I've not listened to the old albums in a long time, usually just the newer ones or the newest one that came out like a year and a half ago. Cool. Um, but the new music that I listened to was, uh, have you heard of Gisafelstein? No, you know, I have not heard a word that long. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jesse Gestapelstein. Gestapelstein. He is a uh, like a DJ. Like he he writes house music. Um, Nobody write computers write house music. Sure. Nobody. Well, he programmed the house music. It's spelled like this. I was like, my my thing does not. G e s a f f. G e s a f. That's it right there, the top one. Gestapelstein. E l S T E I N. I'm spelling it for the listeners. Okay, well, I'm so sorry. they can listen to it. Uh, he wrote uh, most of the music for the last uh, little EP that The Weeknd did, and he and The Weeknd also released a new song uh, just a couple weeks ago, and I really enjoyed it. I went and listened to some of his other music, like his older house music and stuff too, and it's all really good shit. Hmm. Um, so if you if you like like electronica or house music type stuff, definitely check him out. It's really cool. And it, the weekends, it sounds like more weekend on his honestly. I mean, but uh, he's the one that's written the backing. I think he wrote some of the stuff for some of the uh, weekends first album too, like the very first one. But he's like credited on uh, the entirety of his last the melancholy. I think something like this melancholy or whatever. It's like his last EP that he wrote. Who? Oh. The weekend. The weekend. Oh, I didn't know they did anything after Starboy. No, there was another one that happened after that. Gotcha. Uh, cool. I like the weekend. Go ahead and tell me your musics. Um. So I haven't listened to a lot of things. Uh, one of those, a lot of things, is I uh, went into. I realized the other the the other week when we were talking about uh, when I said shadows and the nobodies, you were like, that sounds like something that that Gerard Wade song would be connected to. That mm-hmm. uh, that you're a haunted baby, you're a haunted house. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I haven't really listened to the new Gerard Way stuff. Like, Maybe I forgot that he him. kind of started releasing one-offs because um, I really liked Hesitant Alien, um, and but I hadn't really he hadn't done anything in a while, and then he just started putting out like one-off songs. Um, mm-hmm. So I went back and I was checking those out, and I really like it. I mean, I'd you yeah. tell me Gerard Way, and I I say I'm yeah. in. You know, My Chemical Romance, anything in that yeah. realm. I like the old stuff. I went. I've listened to it before too. I like the Haunted House. Almost feels like Weezer, honestly. It's, yeah, it's, it's got, got good, that poppy feeling. It's to got it. a good tone to it. That's it, right uh, there. My dear Melancholy is what it's called. This oh. he called he credits it as a mini album. It came out uh, came out in 2018 last year, and that's that's what the guy looks like without wearing his like mask that he wears on. Oh, stage he wears a mask. Like. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, Gustafelstein. Um, and then outside of that, I, uh, I want to give a nice little, uh, mention to Christina Perry. Um, I'm a big guy like Christina Perry a lot. And, uh, I kind of revisited some of her stuff recently. Um, good listen to. She related to Katie. She is not. They spell it differently. Oh. And I'm pretty sure Katie Perry's is not actually her name. Or is she related to Cardi B? Cardi B. I don't, I'm just trying to pop people now. Gotcha. And then, uh. The uh, the Killers released a single, yeah, called "Land of the Free." Is it good? It's good. Cool. I like it. Uh, it's the first thing I've liked from the Killers in a while. Is it political? Um, it is. Uh, I don't it think sounds so. like it would it be. Might be. Um, it reminds me of like this would be if the Samstown Killers was their own band, like much like My Chemical Romance takes on like a different persona with different yeah. albums and things. Uh, I feel like the Killers do that a little bit from time to time, and then they uh-huh. kind of got stuck into things I didn't really care for as much yeah. in recent times. Uh, the Samstown version of the Killers is my favorite version uh-huh. of the Killers, and uh, this song sounds like it it comes from that band. You didn't care for the first album? I like the first album, but if I had the gun to my head, Samstown's the by far my favorite um, out of all that. But Land of the Free is uh, is 
seems like it's from that band and i'm excited cool. for that to see if this new album they're working on is going to be this more of that and then uh we got a we got uh, hikaru utada released her uh ep yeah we got the, she did that song with a uh, Skrilly boy yeah, she got the new uh, "Face My Fears" as mm-hmm. the the new track, um, and then "Don't Think Twice" as the kind of second Kingdom Hearts song um, that we get on there. Uh, "Face My Fears" is good. I like that song a lot. Uh, there, there's some parts to it. I don't, you know, what's uh, is Skrillex that how you call the house music? Is that what you uh, kind of? He's more. He, do, he writes more like EDM and dubstep okay. than anything else. So yeah. like. I, I the thing that I like about general music is there's like highs and lows and you kind of kind of feel when those highs are gonna happen and when those lows are gonna happen um, and you kind of can almost anticipate it and not that when you su- get surprised by it it's not a it's not a bad thing that you're like oh it's getting ready to like hit it's it's getting ready to explode and then it doesn't um, but I find that with like EDM and stuff sometimes it doesn't do what you want it to do mm-hmm. and it doesn't go oh that was cool i didn't see that coming it's like oh that kind of left me uh like moist and wanting and oh. i i uh i didn't get to to go i kind of got you i you we uh we climaxed and i did not oh boy uh, if i've said it a thousand times <laughs> that <laughs> But that's kind of face my fears is there's like some buildups in there yeah. that come out to nothing, <laughs> and it could have been more. And yeah. then uh, uh, the uh, the other song, what did I say? Uh, Don't think twice has like a weird kind of off putting off timeness to it, but not like in a good way. It's almost like if you were tapping like the beat out and you didn't really know how to keep time great. But I think that's on purpose. I think yeah. that it's got a it's is, a it's a like hey, this isn't exactly on time, and it's going to be enough to frustrate you just a little bit, um, and we're going to be just frustrating you through this whole song. Um, but overall, they're not bad. Yeah. So, check them out. I, uh, it doesn't seem like, you know, if you go, I don't know, on Spotify, I know on Google, like, you can't really pull the old, like, all of the Kingdom Hearts soundtracks and things like that. Um, um I think you can see some of the stuff on Spotify. It, it is you can't register it as the artist. It's based off of. Uh, it, it doesn't have them labeled as the artist. Like the artist is labeled as somebody else. Like for like the Skies of Arcadia uh, soundtrack or something. Yeah. Another game con- uh, soundtrack, for example. If it has like a vocal track, it might be tied to that artist or something like an orchestral track. It might be have that that orchestra that's mm-hmm. tied to it. But typically, like. For a game like that, it's just set up under the label of Sega of America, kind of a thing. So it's based off of like the publisher that's doing it. So it may have something that's just listed under like Square Enix. Well, like they don't. The ones that are on Google are are not. They're like somebody did a cover of it. Like, yeah. and by a cover, I mean like they did like it. They tried to make it sound exactly like it, yeah. but it doesn't sound exactly. They do. Like they it. have to do that sometimes, though. Not they have to do that. There's just people that are fans of the project and they want to do that to get so that way they can there. get something out there for people to listen to because otherwise you wouldn't be able to stream it. It's like yeah. tied rights to the actual developer. They don't want their music put out gotcha. on streaming media. So this is it's neat for me to be able to go. Oh, I can go listen to the new Kingdom Hearts three songs. Um, on my on my device where I can't do that with a lot of the other stuff. Right. So cool. Um, that's music though for me. Nice. 
Uh, I have no comic books or books. No comic books or books? No. I, uh, you so tell me. I finished up the Dark Knight's Metal uh, saga on my search to find out what happened to the Sandman. What happened to the um, Sandman? It was kind of uh, just kind of lame. Uh, so the whole time that Batman's going through these challenges with Dark Knight's Metal and he's trying to figure out what's going on with this this actual like metal, this ninth or tenth metal, and how these different kind of metals pull together because you know. Um, like Hawkman and Hawkgirl are their armor is made out of the nth metal is kind of is the part of that whole thing there's all these different like ancient metals that are done through things and there's a, a war between the the uh the bats and the birds like that has gone back to like prehistoric ages and there's like cra- this is like a crazy big weird story um but essentially as Batman's going through his trials and tribulations the uh, Sandman is there to kind of guide him through parts of it. Um, he's he's mentioned some things, and once the the bad kind of takes over, it infiltrates parts of the Dreaming, which is where the Sandman rules, and starts to kind of tear up parts of the library and the books in there. And I guess they they say without really saying much is that because of the way that everything ended. The Sandman kind of goes into not even hiding, almost like he quits. Like he's like, I I don't want to fuck with this anymore. Um, but they don't really just come out and say it. They just yeah. kind of like now Sandman's missing because of this thing, and that's where the Dreaming takes off. The new, the comic book series, the Dreaming, takes off with the the librarian. Uh, his name escapes escapes me right now. Um, is who kind of runs the castle that the Dreaming is, or that the Sandman is, kind of runs, um, is looking for guidance because the kingdom of the Dreaming is not being ruled by Sandman any longer. And um, and finds out, I think... Lucian? Yeah, Lucian, that's who it is. Uh, figure, he's, he finds out that he's pretty darn sure that the Sandman has just quit running the, the Dreaming. And so trouble ensues after that and that's where dreaming can kicks off so i read that whole dark knight's metal saga just to find out that that he gave up gotcha uh, uh <laughs> and then i also read uh the new series there's an issue one that just came out this past month uh of the batman who laughs which is kind of um the standout character if you will from the dark knight's metal um he was one of the like eight or whatever uh nightmare batman mm-hmm. um the the batman who laughs is essentially um the batman in an alternate universe that uh killed the joker no yeah i think he killed the joker finally and the joker pushed him over the edge and joker essentially when he died had this toxin in his body that whoever killed him would essentially be consumed by this toxin. So the Batman in that universe was consumed by this toxin that turned him into this evil, demented like Batman. Like a Joker Batman yeah. type thing. And so that's where you get the Batman who laughs. And uh, so he's got his own series now. Um, I think the character is very two-dimensional and doesn't have much to offer. He just kind yeah. of looks cool. Yeah. And they can yeah, be menacing with seems him. like it might be that kind of a character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem like there's too much more to that. So I won't be reading any more of the Batman Who Laughs, uh, the, the new series, but I did pick one, the first issue up because I was like, I gotta check it out, see what happens. Yeah. But that makes sense. Nothing really happens. And um, 
I'm continuing to enjoy Comixology Unlimited with the DC books on there. I actually uh, read a lot of the Dark Knight's Metal kind of outside of outside of the one through six like main title. Um, all the side stories were on there to read um, mm. on the Unlimited uh, side. So I read a lot of those digital because I like to read at night and I don't really like to mess with the lamp um, a lot of times. So on the tablet's always cool for me. Um, and then I'm reading right now uh, Wonder Woman Year One. Or no, Earth One, sorry. Wonder Woman Earth One, which is uh, at a limited time on the Comixology Unlimited, uh, written by Grant Morrison. I forget who does the art on it, but it's been pretty good. I'm almost done with it. Nice. Um, and that's about it for my reads. Sweet. Let's hop into some palms. Oh, yeah. Fuck, a piece of media at the Dodd. I forgot. I did. I almost I almost mentioned the Dodd in <laughs> when I was talking about something because I was like, oh, shit, we haven't mentioned the Dodd today. We did. We mentioned the Dodd right now. Thank goodness. Uh, so while you're getting your stuff together, a little my piece of the media, go run through real quick. Yeah. Uh, watch more Gotham. I am excited, like I said before, to get you're more gonna... into that. Uh, that is our series that we're going to watch. I think after that we're going to get uh, caught up and probably be behind, but uh, get more uh, finish out, I would assume, the season of uh, The Walking Dead and see how that goes. Cool. Uh, yeah, I forgot that I've that's got the be season bought uh, digitally whenever it was on sale on mm-hmm. uh, Google Play because they had they always do that. Like, like whenever there's only like two or three episodes out and it's like still early on, they're like, you can buy this episode when it's this season, whenever it's fully out, for like $40. Or if you buy it right now, we'll give it to you for twenty three ninety nine. So I'm just like, okay, I'll just buy it for twenty three ninety nine. Sure, yeah. I just did it just to have it. And then that way, every time an episode's like airing or, or finished airing, mm-hmm. they automatically just put it on there. Cool. Um, not that it's going to matter now, but we'll have the whole thing just to watch whenever we'll it comes it out and everything. Um, I'm excited about Comixology. I have that written down too because... Uh, after I wrote that, I hadn't had a chance to read anything recently, and we talked about it the last time. I never really got to dive back into any of that, but I really do want to start doing that. Um, it's definitely going to benefit me to one to read more DC because I really want to, you know, start dipping my toes into that territory because it's a little bit more uh, untread for me, mm-hmm. untrodden, whatever the word would be for that. <laughs> Um, but just the, also the fact that more or less whenever I get a chance to read, it's whenever I have like breaks and stuff like mm-hmm. that at work. Um, so knowing that I'll be able to have more in an offline mode stored up for me mm-hmm. to read and not have to worry about f- circling around 12 issues only yeah. is going to be, uh, definitely really nice. And now that they've got a bigger library, I'm excited to check it out again. Yeah. Um, and then my big one, um, I guess when this one comes out, Adelari has been out for like a week, but Kingdom Hearts 3, obviously Absolutely. that's, that's my biggest piece of media. Um, out of all of them, um, we talked about doing a bonus episode. Yeah, I think we're going to be able to get that, together. If that's, the case, if that's the case, then that will have already been out, yeah. maybe, by the mm-hmm. time that this is done. Absolutely. Um, if not, then shortly thereafter. Yeah. Um, so I think I imagine we'll probably pop, this out, pop yeah. that out before this. Yeah, so if you haven't checked that out, check that out already. It should be uh, available to download as a bonus pod episode, I think, three. We have This will be bonus episode probably three. Probably something like that. Um, but that'll be out and available for you guys to check out and download. And uh, if you guys want to get a hold of me, I'm available at Random Hero XIX on everything. What's your palm? My palm. I mean, obviously, Kingdom Hearts three. Mm-hmm. Um, I I finished Metal, which was my palm from last time. Um, I didn't get to touch American Gods, the the comic book, mm-hmm. uh, quite yet. 
Um, I guess I can leave that as a repeat palm. Oh, I've got uh, a few of those. For now, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, but then outside of that, I would also... Um, gosh, I don't know. I know what I want it to be, uh, but I don't know if it's realistic that I'd really like to check out Older Scrolls Online. Uh, but God, Kingdom Hearts 3, come on. That could be like one of those. This just I could on get on to ESO before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. Yeah. And still try to achieve that. So I might There's do that. something at least you can just consume the intro and and just create a character and kind of explore a little bit of like okay. the introductory uh, things of it and see how you like it. Because yeah. you might just fucking hate it. You might not like MMOs. True that. So, I've never played an MMO, so this yeah. would be my this first. This is definitely different than like stuff that you'd get from like uh, like World of Warcraft or any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's this plays more like an Elder Scrolls game, honestly. And I've never played but one of those either. Yeah. So it's so all be good experience. And it is. Is, uh, it's the it's uh, the one that came out on PS3 is the one that's on now. Okay. What's that? Uh, Oblivion. Oblivion was on PS3. Oh, so was so Skyrim too. Oblivion's the one. Is it four? Is four it the is Oblivion? One? Yeah. Yeah. So Oblivion's the one that's a, that's on there that you can also play. Sure. Um, but yeah, I like to ESO is definitely my my palm. Uh, <coughs> excuse me for uh, for next time we get in here as well as Kingdom Hearts 3 and uh, American Gods the comic book uh, you can find me at Shad Schubert S-H-A-A-D S-C-H-U-B-E-R-T on uh, Facebook uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram and also just ShadSchubert.com for all the links to those things to this podcast to articles and uh, all that jism jasm sweet next time we meet we're gonna have episode 30 yeah whoa yeah we're 30 deep we are 30 That's deep. 20 more than uh, than the last podcast. <laughs> it had to be said. Yeah. Don't let your meatloaf. Mm. Bye. Bye. This has been an IFNZ production.